Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Also check us out on FiveReasonsSports.com. That's where you get all of your content without a paywall. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. We have a new sponsor here, and I cannot think of a sponsor that's better tied to our audience than this one. It's called Miami Gaming Parties. Miami Gaming Parties, because you deserve a customized gaming experience. Miami Gaming Parties delivers private, custom video game tournaments for gamers and their lucky guests. It's truly custom. You pick the game and the package, premium or black tie VIP for 8 to 16 people. Miami Gaming Parties brings it all, everything from the PS5s to trophies for the winners. Play at home or at a venue of your choosing. Free on-site consultations. They'll check it out for you and let you know what the best plan will be. It's perfect for birthday parties, bachelor parties, anniversaries, corporate events, or anything you want to celebrate. I have a feeling there's a lot of people in our audience that can end up doing this. Go to go to MiamiGamingParties.com. Again, that's www.MiamiGamingParties.com and set up your custom gaming party today. And now, today's episode. Down to Biscay. Yeah. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick. And at Five Reasons Sports, we had Alex and Brady at the game last night. Greg and I were monitoring on playback. I was supposed to go, but I'm old, so I actually pulled out my back putting on a pair of socks. I think that disqualifies me from any physical activity in the future. <laughs> uh, so so I watched that thing from home along with all of the other games. And we were going to do the podcast last night, but it's difficult when you can't get out of bed. So basically, we decided to do it this morning. We'll have another episode coming up tonight, give you a little bit of a recap of what happened last night with the Heat beating the Mavericks 129 to 122. Miami allowed the Mavericks to shoot 72% inside the arc and won the game. Jimmy Butler last night, and we'll go over some of the numbers here. Jimmy Butler last night uh, with 35 points on 12 of 16 shooting. The big number, though, 12 field goals made, 12 assists, zero turnovers. 12 field goals made, 12 assists, zero turnovers, which is as close to a perfect game as you can possibly play but also 20 points from Cody Zeller, who was inserted as a starter, 9 of 13 from the field, 20 points and 8 rebounds for Cody Zeller. And then additionally, Max Struess as a starter had 18 points on 6 of 9 three-pointers. And Kevin Love coming off the bench had 18, his best game with the Heat probably, and it was in 19 minutes, 18 points in 19 minutes, plus 5 rebounds and an assist. And then uh, and then Caleb Martin had 8 points on 4 of 4 shooting off the bench as well. And the Heat win, even though Luka Doncic last night was 17 of 25 in 45 minutes for 42 points, 10 rebounds, eight assists, and a couple of steals. And Tim Hardaway Jr., who always torches his uh, his uh, his father's old team, 
31 points and seven assists. Greg, first impression off last night's game. There's a team in a worse position than Miami <laughs> from a uh, from a mental, physical, and emotional, spiritual uh, way, and that's the Dallas Mavericks. Let me put this in perspective for a moment. So first off, Dallas scored, what was it, 122 points. Teams, when they score 110 or more against Miami this year, Miami's 14 and 26. Dallas shot 61% from the field. When an opponent shoots 50% or better against Miami this year, Miami's 6 and 18. When uh, They shot 41% from three. When an opponent shoots 40% or better from three, the Heat are 9 and 17. So they're usually just dropping these games and bleeding out. And this is a game that they despite getting um, out-assisted and out-shot, they ended up winning the game. And I think it's directly due to the fact that Dallas is just disjointed. I think this is a, a I'm I'm going to be careful and tread lightly on using this as, as, as a big measuring stick because other than what Luca and Tim Hardaway Jr. and maybe to a lesser extent Kyrie did individually, that team is just as disconnected and discombobulated as Miami has looked. So Jimmy was absolutely on fire he's in playoff mode but i'm just i'm reluctant to take too much from this game there are long-term ramifications to this too and i'm not talking about just one game but i mean we've been kind of hinting at this behind the scenes but i mean luca's time in dallas i, I don't know how long that's gonna last i i just don't i mean they this felt like a hail mary with Kyrie to basically gut yeah. all of your depth to bring him in there's no guarantee Kyrie's gonna stay after the season Luca's watching, you know, Brunson score 50 for the Knicks, uh, who, you know, turned out after all that time trying to find sort of a perfect player to play with with Luca and ended up being Brunson's development. They let him get to the Knicks. The Knicks signed him to that descending contract that actually looks really good right now. And, you know, certainly Dallas could have kept him if they had made more of an effort to keep him. And instead you bring in Kyrie, who, who even last night, I mean, we talk about the stuff off the floor, on the floor, he's usually incredible. He was okay last night. Um, I mean, he was he was ten of seventeen for twenty three. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, you know, Luca and, and Hardaway did most of the scoring, but their supporting cast is just trash. I mean, it's just there's nothing there. I mean, Chris Christian Wood, uh, kid doesn't want to play him, and you can kind of see why. I mean, he was minus sixteen last night. He doesn't defend at all. I feel like the Heat could fix him, but he's not going to get fixed there. And then you look at the rest of this team. I mean, there's just I mean, Holiday who's been passed around between a bunch of different teams. Dwight Powell. You know what he is at this stage. Reggie Bullock is a one-dimensional player. I mean, there's just not a lot left there. So I think as we go forward over the next couple of years, Greg, there's going to be a lot of conversations about whether or not Miami can get Luka to Miami. Uh, but I'm with you as far as last night goes in that I don't think we can read much into it. It felt like a preseason game to me in a lot of ways. The way that, that, that the teams were defending, it was basically – Jimmy was the one who made it not seem that way. But – you know, obviously Spolstra tinkering with the starting lineup and making changes. But let's go through some of the specifics as we're going to deep dive on one element of this tonight. So I don't want to get too much into it. We're going to bring Brady on because he actually asked the question of Spolstra after the game about this. But the one thing that did stick out, so I'll at least mention it here at the top, was the connection that Jimmy and Cody Zeller had in the pick and roll. And I joked, it's kind of a joke, but it's also sort of true that he passed Jimmy passed to Cody Zeller more in one, in the same more in one night than he does to Bam Adebayo in a month and that's actually not that much of an exaggeration we've looked at the assist numbers from Jimmy 
to BAM this year, and they're not good. There's not a lot of them. He had seven assists last night to Cody Zeller alone, Greg. And we're going to, again, we're going to deep dive on this more, why that is, because there are multiple reasons, but Spolster kind of spoke to it without calling out BAM, but spoke about kind of the pace of it and all that. But also it's that, you know, BAM's hands at times have not been great. And then uh, some of it is spots on the floor, but I mean, you can't ignore it, right? Like, I mean, we're going to have to talk about this tonight. The fact that we we say, okay, Jimmy playing with a center, but he doesn't get his center the ball very much. And then last night he's getting the ball to his center over and over and over. Yeah. It's tough to know whether Dallas is just such an awful defensive team. And like, they just basically said, we give up to Cody Zeller and let him do what he was going to do. And he had a, a, a night, like he probably won't have again. Like, I don't think that that's a duplicate duplicate like an effort that he can duplicate. So I don't know, like, but I do think the deeper dive, which will come at another episode about the Bam and Jimmy trends, um, the like looking at, at date ranges longer than one game, obviously like that's where I think that that is a worthy conversation for me. I thought Kevin love getting moved to the bench will probably be a, another move that doesn't go backwards. Like even if Bam all of a sudden becomes available, I bet Kevin Love stays off the bench. I thought they may shelve him completely, Ethan, and he ended up playing 19 pretty productive minutes, got to the free throw line more than he ever would. I just, and you guys will deep dive on this later. I, I don't know if I'll be in, included or not, but I just, I, I'm a little worried that this Dallas game in particular will make the Zeller-Butler connection look a bit inflated. No, I think that's true. I think what you're mentioning about love is actually more apropos here because I don't think that we'll see Spolstra simply flip them in terms terms of Zeller and love, like when Bam's back. So we know that Struess is likely coming out of the starting lineup. So that so Bam would come in uh, for him, I guess. And then, you know, the idea would be if you're going back to the original starting lineup that you put love there. But there is a reason that he moved Love to the bench yesterday. And I, I I, think some of it, again, was who he had and who he didn't have. And some of it is a bit of a transition to see what it looked like, to see if that's a direction that he could go. I Again, I, I put on Twitter, could he just swap Zeller and Love and call it a day? In other words, bring Bam back, put him in for Struess, make Zeller the starting five, I guess, move Bam to the four, which is what a lot of Heat fans want anyway, even though it really doesn't make much of a difference in terms of the way that they play and then have Love come off the bench. I don't think he'll do that, but I do think the Love coming off the bench part could be more permanent, in which case then we kind of get back to the other conversation we've had. Okay, well, then who do you put in the starting lineup? And do you take a guy who didn't even play last night in Haywood Highsmith and plug him in at the four? uh, Or do you plug Caleb Martin in? But again, we're seeing what Caleb's doing in this reserve role. I mean, last night, 33 minutes, uh, four for four from the field. He didn't do a whole bunch else, but I thought he was active uh, in, in general. And you don't really want to put him back in the starting lineup if that's the case. And then there's the other issue of the point guard position where last night, again, Kyle Lowry played more minutes than Gabe Vincent. It was close. Uh, Gabe played 26 as a starter. Kyle played 26 as a reserve. Kyle didn't shoot well. He was one of eight from the floor, three of five, excuse me, zero five from three. But he did actually attempt five free throws, which is a lot for him of late. He did have four rebounds, seven assists, and he was a plus 14. Um, so his overall numbers, he, he kind of outplayed Gabe. Gabe had a couple of assists, uh, four rebounds, uh, and was a plus six. 
but actually their minutes together were not bad. They were a plus during their minutes together. So there's different directions he can go. I, I almost feel at this stage, like we know that that Tyler, Jimmy, and Bam are going to start. I don't really know what he's going to do with the other two spots right now. It's Agreed. it's not totally clear. He seems to be setting up for something else. Uh, I agree, and I, I think Caleb back in the starting lineup would be a mistake. But it, to your point, Zeller and Bam as the starters, because Zeller is not necessarily a spacing big, I feel like that's a little bit weird too. So it, it's a weird scenario. I, I also um, I just don't understand how much they may have – promised Kevin Love in terms of like what he would be starting or playing and because you know like last night I thought it was a perfect moment to kind of pull him back even further he still got 20 minutes um so maybe he could you know get inserted back into the starting lineup and then everything I've said is a moot point anyway I feel like this is where we are with four games left in the season the fact that we still don't know who the four is like it's just so um illustrative <laughs> of what this entire yeah. season has been like for the team and for the, uh, the observers. Yeah. And look, no Yurt minutes last night. He could have gone with him off the bench if he'd wanted to, he didn't do that. No Oladipo minutes in, in a game against a, a soft defensive team where maybe Vic could have gotten a little bit of rhythm. Uh, and I mentioned no Highsmith minutes. So it, it, there was obviously there was urgency to win the game, even without Bam, they were trying to win the game. They are not trying to tank. I, this idea that's gotten out there, on Twitter that they should just tank and get the higher pick. You and I have shot that down so many times, but it's not us shooting it down. It's just not what they do. Like it's not what they do. And it, it's too late for it anyway. Um, and they don't want to embarrass themselves. And we're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. They don't want to embarrass themselves and get beat in the play. in. Okay. Th this team, I, I do believe actually wants to try to compete in a first round series. That's the objective right now. Now, whether or not they can against the Boston the likelihood probably is that they can't, even though they do have some matchups that work for them there. It's probably, in my view, a five-game series uh, with where the teams are right now. But they want to at least give themselves a chance and give Jimmy a chance and, and see where the thing goes. I mean, they do have some history. They even, you know, look, they they beat Boston this year too, okay, in a, in a, in a game where the teams were full strength. So they, they were close to full strength. So they feel like they can compete there. I've talked to those in the organization. Every time I bring up the word tank, or soft tank or whatever, they laugh at me. Um, they, they don't know how to do it. I, I say that repeatedly. They're like, we suck at that. Uh, the, and and last night, honestly, I don't even know what they could have done to lose to Dallas because Dallas was trying to let them score. So you're right that, in a sense, I don't know how much to take off of last night, except for the fact that the Heat are still trying to compete to get as high up as they can, and it may just end up being the seventh spot. All right, we're going to talk about this more after the break. Before we do, we've got three things to mention here, okay? We got prize picks. Use the code 5FIVE. Get your initial deposit matched up to $100. That is our fantasy partner. You can play it on anything, not just the NBA. You can play the final game on Monday if you still want to watch it. I know South Florida is probably going to tune it out now because uh, it's going to bring back some bad feelings now with UConn playing San Diego State. Poor FAU. Um, and Miami really didn't really didn't show up uh, last night. They I think they missed 13 layups. So, uh, but FAU is kind of sort of a, a tragic situation there at the end. But if you want to play Prize Picks on that or anything else, baseball, NHL, etc., you can go to PrizePicks.com. Go to Google Play Store, Apple App Store. Use the code five. Our gambling partner is Better Edge. This is legal betting. B e t t o r. 
edge.com. This is legal sports betting. You're betting against peers, not against the book. That's what makes it legal in the state of Florida and 43 other states. Use the code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. Get $20 to play. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. And I do want to mention our watch party. we got a watch party coming up Tuesday night. It's a Tropical Distillers. Tropical Distillers, it's in Alapata, about 15, 20 minutes outside of my, downtown Miami, depending on traffic. Uh, we're going to be there starting around 6 or 6.30. You get there before tip of Heat versus Pistons. You get two for one shots. They 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 have their own alcohol there. Okay, it's a really cool spot too. They got a great little gift shop. Um, they'll be on the big screen TV. Come hang out with us Tuesday night. Tuesday night, Heat Detroit. I tried to pick a game the Heat can't lose. We'll see. Uh, go to Tropical Distillers. That's Tuesday night. Anytime after six o'clock, we will be there until the end of the game. All right, we're recording this episode in the morning, so some may get to it at night. So I want to couch it a little bit, but uh, the Nets play today against the Jazz at 3.30. Um, I think they're – are they a game and a half up against the Heat as we speak? Is that right? I think that's they, they are. Two in the loss column. Two in the loss column and the tiebreaker. So, I mean, this is – and this is not going to be an easy deal here because um, it doesn't look like there's going to be any three-way tiebreakers. You're simply chasing the Nets. The Knicks are too far up right now. That win without Randall the other day. Uh, the, the Knicks are going to be the five seed. So you're really just talking about the six. The Heat are game and a half behind six. As we speak, they are two and a half ahead of the Hawks and the Raptors. Uh, they have the Hawks ahead of the Raptors here in the standing, so they must have the tiebreaker. And then the Bulls are one more game behind that. So those the play-in teams are pretty much set. I mean, the only question is whether or not the Heat can catch the Nets. Okay, so it's it, otherwise it's going to be Heat, Hawks, Raptors, Bulls, in some order, the way that the play-in works, seven plays eight, nine plays ten. If seven beats eight, they advance. If they don't, okay, there's another game there. Uh, whoever loses out of the seven-eight bracket plays the winner of the nine-ten bracket for the eight spot. So that's how this plays out. 
We've talked about the playing teams. I think the Raptors are the most dangerous to the Heat of the three of the Hawks, Raptors, and Bulls, even though the Bulls have beaten the Heat three times. Raptors have beaten them three out of four. But the Nets, okay, as we're speaking here, the only chance that the Heat have to catch them, first thing, they're going to have to run the table and get to 45 wins. I think that's pretty fair. Uh, but the Nets have to lose one of these next two. They've got the Jazz and the Wolves coming up uh that they've got to lose one of these next two and by the time you listen to this you may know uh whether or not they do and then it's ultimately going to come down to that last game it could come down which is that what you want is come down to that last game for the nets where they they get philly because it here here's their their order for the nets it's, it's jazz at home wolves at home again they've got to drop at least one of those two at pistons they play the pistons right after the heat do the next night Magic at home, who they've lost two already, but again, Orlando's playing for ping pong balls. And then the Sixers at home at the same time as the Heat are playing the Magic at home. That's on the ninth. That's on the last Sunday of the season. It's on Easter Sunday. Um, I don't see a path here, Greg. I don't. Uh, to me, the Nets would have to go. They got to go two and three, while the Heat go four and zero. Oh. I don't know yeah, if I yeah. see three losses for the Nets. No, not the way they're playing. They look as connected as they've looked all season. Um, Mikhail Bridges continues to evolve as a player right before our eyes. I don't see it happening. I think Miami's uh, kind of uh, lodged into the seventh seed, and there's a couple things that helps them in, in, in that. One is that they obviously would get home court in the play-in tournament against Atlanta, but let's say they were to lose that first game. Uh, they would keep home court in this in the next matchup too so like that's a, an important element of why the seventh seed in the play-in tournament matters is that you would also retain your home court advantage if you lost that first game playing for now the eighth seed to try to uh get into the playoffs so some things to watch it is not where Miami wanted to be in the standings. I think it was clear that getting into the top six and getting to avoid the play-in that week after Easter as they gear up for the playoffs that start that following weekend, I feel like that's the ideal scenario, but it's not going to happen. We're going to see a play-in tournament Miami Heat team, and it'll be the first time we've gone through that experience as Heat fans. And it's not an experience that anybody uh, wanted to go through. I, and and look, there's no way to sugarcoat it. Uh, the idea of, and we haven't of late, if you've been listening to the episodes, um, going from a one seed to a seven seed with essentially the same team. Awful. Right. It's terrible. It's terrible. And and it's going to be really difficult for us to kind of build momentum into a play-in. Uh, I will say, though, that if they can at least look better over the last week, if they can go 4-0, there's no reason. Look, if you look at the games that are coming up, okay, for them, uh, I mean, to start with here, and, and and again, I mentioned that Detroit game, which we may screw that up by actually, uh, you know, doing a watch, a watch party. party. But, but, but I mean, they, they they should, if you look at the fact that Philadelphia really has nothing to play for right now, the Heat should run the table. They, they're, they're at Detroit. They're playing. They're in the lottery position. They're at Philly. Again, the Sixers look like they're locked into number three right now. They're at the Wizards, who've been eliminated. And they got the magic at home. Yeah. Like, I mean, you should go 4-0 and and finish 45-37. and And the crazy thing about that is you still get to 45 wins. And you look at all the wins they left on the table. This should have been, a, even in spite of everything, this should have been a 50-win team. It should have been a 50-win team. Like, 
I mean, the Spurs, the Pistons, the Hornets twice, the Magic. You look at all of those games, these ridiculous games that they dropped. The Nets game, they never should have dropped uh, when they were uh, the, the way that they were playing that night. And so many others. This should have been a 49 to 50 win team. I had them at 48 before the season. There's no reason they shouldn't have gotten there. But now at least at least get to 45. OK, like at least get to 45. The reality is they've had seasons. I mean, Dwayne's farewell season, they didn't get to 45. The year that they went 30 and 11 in the second half of the year, they didn't get to 45. You know, 45, even if you go back to um, the, uh, the the season that, that, that everybody loves that season, the, 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 the 03-04 year with Stan Van Gundy and Dwayne as a rookie, they won 42. Yeah. They, they started 0-7, but they won 42. So like 45 wins for a normal NBA franchise is okay. We had a pretty representative season, but it's when you start to look at the micro of it that you're like, I mean, there were 50 to 52 wins to be had. Yeah. This year. And, and 50 wins, Ethan, it gets you like the, a top three record in the league right now. Like we're right. not in, in, in a, in an era where there's like two 60 win teams and then two other 55 win teams and then four other 50 win teams. Like literally the best record in the league is 55 wins right now. And like, if you got 50 wins, you're essentially one of the top three or four. I think there's maybe only four teams with 50 wins. So that's just, um, it's crazy to think that as bad as this season has felt that it could round itself out at 45 wins. Cause that doesn't feel as bad as this season has felt, honestly. Yeah. This season has felt like a total slog and there, there are franchises around the league that would be like 45 wins. That's pretty damn good. So at least get to 45. Okay. I, again, looking at that schedule, that, that should, if they end up with 42 or 43 coming at this, I'll, we may not even do a podcast for the play-in game. All right, thanks to Greg. Uh, we'll have Brady on tonight. Alex may join us as well. We're going to get more into the specifics of the Jimmy Bam dynamic because I, I that's what people want to talk about. I know you're saying, Greg, that it really doesn't matter because it was Dallas, but I do think, and Brady hit on it, there are some technical things there Agree. that if they were smoothed out between Jimmy and Bam – it could look a little bit more like it looked last night with Cody Zeller. They're, as good at look, Cody's a very smart player. He's been around the league a long time. There's things that can be learned there from that connection because if the Bam Jimmy connection was stronger on offense, this team would be a better offensive team. And so we're going to deep dive on that and see, okay, how can that be tweaked so that you can get a little of what you got last night between Jimmy and Cody? How do you get that between Jimmy and the more talented player? who is BAM. All right, thanks to our sponsors, Miami Gaming Parties. Check it out. That's a really, really cool new sponsor that we've got there. Also, Watch Party Tuesday night at Tropical Distillers, uh, Heat and Pistons, and check out our sponsors, Prize Picks. Use the code 5. Better Edge, use the code 5RSN. And I've got a pretty big announcement that's going to be coming Monday or Tuesday of this week about reach and expansion for our network. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.